welcome everybody to the chat chronicles this is the viking along with your girl e and we have a special guest i'll go ahead and let him introduce himself because i don't know if he's gonna have a stage name or what's going on <laughs> stage name yes i like that uh my side profession is a, a stripper <laughs> i go by uh mexican kevin james <laughs> no i'm just kidding everybody uh hi i'm duffy I thought you were going to say your stage name was uh, Thick Thighs Troy. <laughs> I'm Little Little Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Thick Thighs Theodore. <laughs> I'm Little Little Wayne. Yeah, I know we got to start this episode off with some jokes because it's going to get shit. a little real. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah, since the you know the world is still going to shit and the chemical spills are, you know, running rampant. That it is. Um, it's crazy. Um I really didn't realize it until we were speaking to Duffy a little earlier today about the pattern that's going on with the chemical spills. Because we actually had a chemical spill out here in Tucson. And that was fun. Uh, we got a free day from work, but at the same time, that put us extremely behind and uh, caused me to almost die the next morning when I was trying to go to work because I didn't know that we were still closed. Yeah, that was fun. You know, being at work at five o'clock in the morning just to get told to go back home. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely fun. Yeah. I know it kept uh, coming to a lot of confusion of, oh, they, they changed it to half a mile, which we're not in. Oh, no, they, they screwed up and opened it back up, so now we're a mile again. Oh, no, we're this, we're that. We're, it was a clusterfuck and a half, but I could only imagine Ohio's spill. You know what's crazy, though? I actually, when we got sent home, I actually came home and... I was bullshitting around, and I actually saw some told me to look it up, and it got pushed back to a three mile radius. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so I mean, they weren't really keeping us updated on everything that we needed to know, but um, I know that one of the guys that worked on the forklift, his uh, cousin actually worked less than a mile. Like, actually, no, I think it was um, one of our coworkers that um, his cousin worked probably like. A quarter mile from the spill, and they didn't get sent home. That's very weird because uh, everyone else did. I mean, I didn't see any people at Amazon that day. Yeah, well, not at Amazon, so it was on the south side of the uh, the highway. So if you would have got off on uh, Cold, instead of making a left, you make it right. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, but yeah, especially that spilled us out in Ohio, as I was mentioning. Um, just thinking about it being in Lake Michigan and just all the beaches that it connects to, that nobody's actually really talking a lot about that. And why do you guys think they're not talking about it? I'm calling it, dude. As soon as I fucking heard about this one and then the fucking the one in Ohio, I'm like, they're trying to fucking kill us, dog. He's like, that's the conspiracy part of my brain. I was like, fucking buy a gun. <laughs> Load up on ammo. They're coming for you. They always trying to kill us, man. And you know what's crazy that you say that? Fuck, I hate when I do this. I know, guys, too. I know that it was some stuff off the last episode that I posted and gave y'all information on. But for some reason, I can't find the information anymore. But I'm going to still look for it. But um, some senator, um, I'm not deep into politics just to let y'all know. But some senator had um, made an announcement. But at the end of his announcement, he had told everybody to lock their doors. Yeah. To lock your doors? Yeah, so pretty much like I, I'm pretty, like I don't, I don't yeah. like to get big into anything that doesn't uh, affect my life like right then and there, like even though that might sound stupid to a lot of people. You better hide your kids, hide your <laughs> wife, I was literally and hide your that. husband too. <laughs> raping everybody. Right, but like. If it ain't at my front door, man, I don't want to put my life on pause, putting too much energy into it. Just I've done that enough before yeah, in my there's life. There's really no fucking point in stressing out about it if it's not yeah. here. But I know a lot of people made a, they made a, a big deal about it because I believe what he was talking about was, uh, uh, so it's crazy, right? So all of these uh, chemical spills, right? And then... Um, all these UFO sightings that everybody's talking about and things like that. Yeah. So I believe he was doing a um, a PSA about just the sightings and things like that. And at the end of his speech is when he told everybody to lock their doors. Yeah, I saw, just sorry, 
like off the top of my brain, just reminded me. I was on uh, Facebook. I was just scrolling, and it's like, oh, what? You don't care that there's five UFO sightings? It's like, hell no. My water bill is three seventy five. This month, I give a fuck. They're they're trying. Okay, leaning more towards the conspiracy thing. I'm not, you know, some conspiracy nut. I just I am. I'm not a fan of our government. I don't trust it. I don't buy their shit. Um, but think about it with COVID, as we've mentioned before, there was distractions with the Black Lives Matter movement, all the different riots that were going on. Then is that stuff, people stopped, you know, giving that attention and fueling that fire. It went back to COVID. Now we have these spy balloons that have been going around, which again, we've touched on, but it's like everything seems to be a distraction from certain things like the the Ohio. They're not mentioning how people 15 miles away are having animals die. People that are going back within that mile radius are getting sick and having their livestock die or their foxes die and all this other shit going on. Yet it was their decision to do a controlled burn on chemicals that when you watch the video, there's just plumes of smoke coating the entire fucking area and beyond. That smoke isn't going to just rise. Anything that's in it that's heavier, of course, particles are going to sink down. So, Well, you know, one thing I realized is once one thing happens, one catastrophe happens, we stay on it for a little bit. And then something big comes right up under us where nobody pays attention. And then we move on to the next thing that they advertise to us. I feel it's not that like we're super distracted. It's just that we've grown kind of like numb to the reality of like shit happening. Like uh, remember that period a couple of years ago where it was like school shooting after school shooting after school shooting. And then it's like, oh, casino shooting now. Uh, shooting at a concert. And everybody's like, oh, thoughts and prayers. And then move on to the next thing. I think it's just the fact that it's like so much bad shit's happening. We're becoming desensitized to like what's going on. So it's just a reaction to move on to the next thing. Yeah. But you know, I feel like we should dwell on things like that. Um, I feel that's why the people get away with a lot of shit is because we have a short attention span for this shit. Yeah. And it's like the group of people that do stay with it is not enough to still create enough noise for everybody to still pay attention. Like, yeah, they'd be like, you still on that? That was like, that was so like three years ago. Right. And it's like, the only thing that I see that's still standing around for a long, like it's been going on for a while is the Black Lives Matter, but it's so much negative and positive stuff that comes from it that if it doesn't create enough negativity that it dies down. Yeah. So because there's so much negative stuff coming from the BLM uh, movement, that's why people still talk about it, but it's used in the wrong way sometimes. So when you get all this other stuff that's coming up and then like, for instance, like with COVID, yeah. right? So I believe we was talking about this on the last episode where when it first came out, it was like, oh, you know, no biggie. They spoke on it because we treated it like every other fucking thing that, that came out to us, you know, like the yeah. Ebola and everything like that. Eventually it's going to die over. As we should. You know, but it went from COVID-19 to uh, another uh, worst symptom of uh, COVID-19. Omicron or whatever. Yeah, you know, and then they said it was another one. So it's like they chose because that COVID, I feel like COVID affected everybody more than anything else. Because the thing was this with Ebola, everybody was scared because if you caught it, you had like a two-week lifespan and then you was dead. Like it was no way of getting around that if you had Ebola. Like you was guaranteed to die. So it's like with COVID, it was like, oh, okay, you get sick, have something for two weeks. Some might die, some might live. It all depends on who you are and if you're old or you're pregnant. I'm just going to yes. say it's chemical warfare. Yeah. Oh, for sure, my guy. That's that's definitely what it is. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, this shit they've been telling us, like, oh, you know, when you sleep at night, you fucking ate like over 100 spiders or, you know. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you eat spiders in your sleep you know and then like it's like so much shit that they say that we inhale being outside you know and it's just the fact that that's something like nobody thinks about when you go outside you don't think about what chemicals am I breathing in when you go to sleep you don't think about putting a fucking a face mask over your mouth like it makes I'll no difference <laughs> <laughs> you know like certain things don't people don't care about, you know? So when they see what people don't care about, well, then this is how we can get them without making it a big deal. So if they choose to do these things like the the uh, chemical waste that happened by our job, right? Because of the the uh, 
the miles per hour of the wind and all of that. That's why I come they ask everybody to turn off their ACs, close their windows and everything like that because it's airborne. But the thing is, do you think it's not going to seep in? There's always going to be a loose seam in a window. I mean, I'm looking at your door right now and I can see an area where air and shit can come in. Yeah. It's like there, there's no way of proofing that unless you go around and tape off every edge and, you know, thing that you have. Yeah. One, one, one thing, too, that I was going to say when you mentioned the whole uh, BLM movement is I have no issue with people, you know, supporting or doing whatever they want to do. But when it's one of those things where I remember one guy just wanted to do a social experiment. So he went into like an all, you know, African-American neighborhood as a white person with an all lives matter sign. And it's like the shit that he got for that was ridiculous. People wanted to beat the shit out of him for it. And it's like, if you want to have your cause that you support and do things, others should be able to do the same. You know, nothing is a one-way street. It might be for a different reason, but, I mean, think about it. Every life should matter, not just one over the other, over this. I mean, fucked up shit has happened to everybody. All across the world, in the past, in history. But that's nothing that us as people of today have had control over. Okay, see, I get what you're saying there with the all, like, yeah, all lives do matter. We have to take into consideration as the all lives matter. Their movement was just made to patronize the Black Lives Matter movement. It wasn't just to say, oh, everybody's inclusive. It's to say that you have your moment now. Why the fuck should you have your moment and my people don't have theirs? Like, why are you guys more important than the white people? Or why are you guys more important than the Mexican people? Like, no, yeah, I get all lives matter. But you have to understand that you're not suffering as much as injustice as all these people getting killed right now. So they weren't saying it, like, to make equality. They were saying it to patronize the Black Lives Matter movement to try to discredit it. Well, but that's also a thing, too. I was watching a video when this all came out. And it was, um, I can't remember if it was Colin Noir who is a, he's like a pro Second Amendment, African-American YouTuber dude, really cool fucking dude. But there was someone on YouTube that was showing clips of black cops killing white people, killing Mexican people, and that never making it to the news. So it's not, it's not just happening to one race. Yes, it happens to one more than the other at times, but the thing is, the news never shows anything equally. If you think about it, they wanted to stir shit up. And see, it's, that's where the problem starts at, right? So just to go back to what you were talking about, the guy with the all lives matter. And that was just, like I said, that was just a social experiment that yeah. he was doing to see if he could go around and say, like, because his point, like when they would ask, oh, what the fuck you mean all lives matter? He would say, like, we're all human beings. Everyone on this earth their life matters and the shit he got back was no yeah because so back to what duffy was saying uh it's pretty much like a slap in the face man like when you go on for a cause you know like when all these black people is getting killed well still are getting killed by the police you know it's just it hit the news like you know another unarmed black man or just a unarmed black person getting killed by a police officer. It gets put on the news and whatever, okay, that family got to bury their loved ones, that's that. So when it's repetitive like that, you got people that want to be heard, all right? Because, yes, it's being shown worldwide, but the fact that it continues to happen, it's as if no one cares, you know? So it's like to know that one community is going through this way more than anybody else and knowing that it's a, a movement going on particularly for black people you doing an experiment to try to sit up here and say there's no difference from black lives and all lives you start that problem because you're pretty much saying like hey fuck your movement this movement is about everybody but it's not about everybody because just like Duffy said Black people get killed more than any other race, all right? And 
I'm trying to see how to say this because I can I can look at it on both ends of the fence. All right. Yeah. Yes, all lives matter. Black Lives Matter movement did not come out to say that nobody else matters. It was just to put out there that, hey, y'all are killing us, you know what I mean, with no remorse as if our race does not matter to nobody to the point where nobody's going to do anything about it. Because it's very rare that when an unarmed black person get killed by a white officer, there's no justice. So what just recently happened? Them five black officers that killed that black boy immediately got arrested, facing charges right now. Got to go to trial. When there's proof, look how long it took for them to put charges against the officer that killed George Floyd. You know, it takes so much longer for justice to be brought for black people. You know what I mean? And like a lot of people will say, like, oh, how can y'all have Black Lives Matter when Black kill black all the time, which is true, you know, which makes it, that's the negative part about BLM. Because how can you sit up here and fight for justice when a white man kills a black person, but y'all not out here protesting when black kill black? And it's fucked up. Or, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I've been watching a lot of uh, self-defense videos, well, the ones I've shown Duffy. And a lot of times it's... Like, I hate to say it, but it's young black kids coming in with ARs holding up Asian store owners, Indian store owners, even white store owners, and either shooting them, injuring them, like taking all their shit. Like, there's all this stuff that's going on, but it's never televised. But it's, um, it's like people, people pick and choose. I get that a lot of bad shit is happening to the black community. And yeah, it's fucking sad. This shit shouldn't be happening. But then also, I'm going to cut you off. Oh, sorry, I got to cut you off real quick before I forget. I have very, I have a, was it a low tension span? Uh, but then on the other side of that coin that you're talking about, it's also the police officers that go in at just fucking willy-nilly and they just start firing. We recently saw a video where one of the officers, he got charged because he shot into a crowd. He tried to yep. hit a guy that was already on the floor. And he shot at him, and I think the shrapnel hit like three, four other people. And then there's another video where the cop just came to this guy's house. Uh, the guy, it's like two, three in the morning. Uh, the guy comes out with like a gun to the door, and the dude just, the cop just fires through the window. And it was an old white guy. Yeah, it's like I think he was like a ex-military as well. I can I can see the point where people are like, well, black kills black. You also have to remember that Mexican kills Mexican, whites kill whites, Asians kill Asians. Yeah, but it doesn't give anybody the right or the sanct. Like they're saying, life is sacred. I understand that part where they're saying all lives matter, but you're not coming at it in a fucking peaceful virtue. You're coming at it as a racist, saying that these people, they're suffering, but you want to put your fucking two cents into it and you want to be negative about it and turn their cause. You're trying to discredit their cause. And I get that the police officers were wrong in that situation. And I get that people try to be like, oh, well, they're fearing for their life or they committed a crime. No, you, you no crime deserves to be punished like that on the street unless if it's like murder and even like that. Who are you to say that you're right in the killing of somebody else? That's Which why we have kind of like this fucking judicial system set up. And I understand that it's flawed as well, where a lot of people have gone away with a lot of shit because they're rich or they have money. Their family has money. But at the same time, it doesn't excuse somebody using that kind of force in a situation that does not require force. It doesn't. And it's like, just like you said, so nobody really talks about how, um, it's like the cartel, like shit, that's like the main fucking Hispanic, Hispanic crime right there. Oh yeah. You know, and people talk about it, but they don't really talk about it because all oh, it's, it's, it's across the border. It has nothing really to do with us. They got oh, no, their own laws over there. but It bleeds into here. Yeah, it's because, oh, yeah. you know, you got folks that want to get away from that shit and come over here, and, you know, and try to get away. But then they're judged on their skin color. Or, for instance, I had somebody judge. I have a lot of people judge me because of my skin color, because of my hair, because of my tattoos that they expect automatically. Oh, okay. This motherfucker might try to rob me, or this yeah. motherfucker might get ignorant, or because of my tattoos, someone thought I just got out of fucking prison. Yeah, it's because a of lot my tattoos, somebody thought I was a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a lot of shit, man. Like honestly, like, and it's like the 
the worst gang members that we're dealing with right now the is the police and the government because it's like how the fuck do y'all want us to obey the law when the people that's supposed to be representing it is is a fucked up representation of it in the first place because if we get told like these are our rights you know make sure you know you know your rights what's the point of knowing it if when we speak on it, that even causes more shit. If you sit up here and get pulled over by a police officer, and the first thing, they, they come straight to your window, hey, license registration, what are you pulling me over for, sir? And then they start getting aggressive because you asked a question. By law, you have every right to ask because you need to let me know why you pulled me over. And then when it comes to all because of your headlight or because you were speeding, okay, not going to argue with you. I can, I can argue that in court. Write me my ticket. Let me go by my way. Yeah. But instead, you want to ask me to get my car, which you have no right to do so because you didn't pull me over for any suspicious activities, anything like that. And then y'all have the nerves to ask somebody to grab for something, and they do, and then you want us to have our hand on the fucking steering wheel. You jumpy. Don't get me wrong. Especially like that, being a, in the law enforcement, it is a very dangerous job. But you cannot sit up here and... Look at everybody as being a fucked up person that they out here to kill you, man. A lot of the times, but a hundred percent of the time, I guarantee you, when people have encounters with law enforcement, they just want to get the situation over with. They don't want to sit up here and and test the situation. They want to comply with the officer. But when you come over here and be on some bully shit, and because you have a badge, you think that you are more of a person than me. You got me fucked up because I'm gonna tell you right now, if I ever get pulled over by the police, especially like I said in my last uh in our last episode, I always carry my firearm with me. So I do let them know I have my firearm. It's nowhere near in 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 reaching space for me to grab it. Anything that I need to give you that you ask for is nowhere near my firearm. So with me telling you that, does that jeopardize my life? No. Because none. you know what I mean, I can simply tell you like where it's at, which is you know. I can have you grab for it, put it away. But even with people that tell you they don't have anything in the car, boom. Yeah. They, oh, it's a cell phone, but I thought it was a gun. How can you say that, man? Look at this. All these black people do all this fucking black on black crime. Yes, the cartels killing each other. So, Back in the fucking day, all of them white serial killers was killing all these white women. Yeah. All these fucking white women, but... We're not going to talk on white on white crime because that's just, it's not enough. The killing rate is just not high enough for everybody else. Yeah. And then as far as young black people being seen held up, uh, holding up all these uh, Asian stores and wherever they robbing at, yeah, you show that, but it's also been a proven fact whether you're a gang member, a college student, a teenager, a fucking kid, depending on the color of your skin, you're going to be judged all the same. You have... A so, black person that fit in every criteria that any other race could have fit in, fit in, and they all still got killed. So let me ask you a question real quick, though. So you just brought up the point where, like the like the young like uh, black gang members and like the Latino gang members, they'll target like the Asian like the stores, and then like other Mexican stores or black. You think they do it to other ethnicities because they know that they cops won't give a fuck as much if it's an ethnicity other than it's like. If you go and you rob a fucking mom and pop shop brought by like two white, like a fucking, was it a cisgendered fucking uh, man and a woman running a store and then a fucking Mexican kid comes in and robs him. You think he'll give a fuck more than if he did it to another Mexican or he did it to a black person? There's actually more to it behind that. And I only know personally because, uh, so for instance, uh, if I haven't mentioned it before, I am from Chicago. So... Um, you got the black community that the, the the Asian stores that's in Chicago, they are thriving because of the black community, right? But we get disrespected by them the most. Okay, you go into the nail salon. It actually was uh, on the internet, like, going viral for a nice amount of time. Because you go inside these uh, nail salons and, you got this Asian man and women that's sitting up here doing your nails. They talking shit about you, but yet they want your money, right? I've actually seen where 
I went in there with a, a friend or whatever, and her and her sister were getting um, pedicures. Now, I've seen them. I'm watching, okay? I really don't want to be in there because the smell is so intense, but I'm just sitting there on my phone, but I kind of peeped something. It's like four white ladies up in there. They're doing their pedicures. No gloves whatsoever. When they get to my friends and they put gloves on. So it's like, when you do shit like that, yeah. and we giving y'all our money, like, they're not going up in there spending no fucking $20 and getting something just, you know, regular. They getting about $180 anywhere to fucking $300 from all these black women that go up in there. These yeah. women is going up in there every week, every two weeks to keep up with their appearance. And it's like, what do you do to appreciate that? You talk shit. Yeah. You don't like for them to come inside your store, but you know they're going to give you the top money. Now, I'm not saying that all of the salons is like that. But, but it's a lot. I, it's a lot. I actually had it when you were saying that, something fucking popped in my head. Uh, when I lived over by uh, St. Mary's with my ex, uh, for fucking, I think it was like her birthday or like Valentine's Day or some shit, I took her to go get her nails done. And I'm a, I'm a big dude. I'm have fairly tattooed. I have piercings. My fucking, my hair's dyed and all that shit. And every once in a while, I like to paint my nails. I'll paint them black or blue or some shit. And I was sitting there on my phone and my lady's getting her fucking nails done. And I hear them giggling, like talking and shit. And I just kind of peep up real quick from my phone. And I see one of them kind of do like a head point to me. And then they start laughing. I was like, all right, all right. And then I was like, I could take this one of two ways. It's like, I can either own their ass or I can fucking be super disrespectful, get myself kicked out, and then they might call the cops. And see, when you do that, you labeled, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm being exactly what they're saying I am. What they expect from you to yeah. be, but they're not taking ownership of you being fucking rude and ignorant. Just yeah. let me be. Why do you got to judge me off of my appearance? Yeah. What yeah. I am or who I am should not affect you. And that's the thing that pisses me off. Like, that's my top pet peeve. When people put their two cents in where it does not fucking matter. Like, by all means, everybody is open to an opinion. But if I go somewhere, right, and what, what can I say? Let's say I get pissed off about me going to order some food and, you know, they fuck up my food. I'm, I'm a little mad about it or whatever. I have a right to be mad, you know. And people feel they have the right to put in their two cents and say, hey, it's not that serious. Like, it's my money, dog. Like, it's the, what I'm spending here to support your business. Not just, it's it's a two-way fucking transaction. Like, you're getting to take my money. It don't even I be the, the worker that'd be more pissed off. It'd be another bystander yeah. because they want to hold up this good Samaritan thing. Hey, look here. That would get people fucked up. I'm sorry. And oh, I'm yeah. one of them people. I don't button nobody's business. There's only certain things I will ever butt into. That's if I see somebody beating the shit out of a kid. Yeah. I don't even what that kid did. I'm not going to let you beat the shit out of no kid. I'm not going to let them. Um, like, if I see, now if a woman put their hands on a man and he protect himself by all means, that's what the fuck you deserve. Well, and that's the other thing that, that kind of pisses me off is, well, it doesn't really piss me off, but confuses the hell out of me. You see all the time about, you know, shit like that happening and all these guys piling up and beating the shit out of a dude that hit a chick, but... No one knows a backstory. No. Like, if she was attacking him and he defended himself, yes, you have every right yeah. to go back. And especially if you're like, oh, well, I want, because I, I've heard people tell other people, treat me like you would your friends. Treat me like you would your bros. Treat yeah. me like a man. Well, if you're going to get into a fight, be ready to get hit. But if you're just saying something stupid and it angers him and then he fucking punches you, that's a different story. Then yes, beat the fuck out of them because okay. they didn't deserve that. But so. I, back in the day, I had shit happen to me yeah. with an ex. It was, we had gotten into an argument. I went upstairs. I was like, you know what? I'm going to game, calm myself down, talk about it later. I start gaming, goes and cuts off the power to the house. Comes upstairs. Oh, so that's more important. I need you to leave me alone. So I can calm down and have a rational conversation. Gets in my face as all this shit slaps me so hard. It breaks the side of my fucking glasses. They go flying. Lenses break on the wall. And then, so at that point, I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm leaving. Go to walk away. Wouldn't get out of my way. So I had to push to get out of my way. She, she I didn't sit there. Push. I would have slapped <laughs> the fuck out of her ass back. <laughs> so growing up uh, fucking uh, Latino, my, I, I was raised by my mom. 
my dad was kind of a piece of shit and he was never there and he, he used to hit my mom. So Tatsy wasn't there. He was a piece of shit. I'm fine that he wasn't there. That Freddie Mercury looking fucked. my underwear. <laughs> but uh, growing up with like, I was raised by my mom and my sister was the only other person in the house because my two older siblings are already moved out. So my mom always instilled in me, like, don't ever hit a woman. Like, if you put your hands on a woman, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. But then at the same time, she always told me, he's like, don't ever let yourself get fucking punked like that. Like, if a woman hits you, you give her one warning to stop. If she doesn't stop, she comes at you again. Then you have the right to fucking put the threat down. And I've never had, I've never been with a person that's actually like done that until my ex. When we first started dating, like two, three months in, I don't know what she was mad about, but she fucking slapped me. And I told her right then and there, I was like, I'm giving you a fucking fair warning. I'm never going to hit you out of like anger. Like I'm never going to come home and just be like, come here, bitch. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> oh, um, you mean like our uh, coworker always talks about? Yeah. So <laughs> come here, bitch. <laughs> Joyosa. I told her, like, straight up, I'm never going to hit you just because I'm angry. I'm never going to lay my hands on you. I'm never going to fucking do anything like that. I'm, this is your one warning. Don't you ever fucking put your hands on me again. You do that shit, we're going to have a fucking problem. And it, it was only one time, and I feel bad saying it, but I told her, like, you need to stop. Like, I try to de-escalate the situation, like, uh, Viking here. Like, I try to leave. She blocked the door. She fucking slapped me the first time. And I told her, like, I need you to get the fuck out of my way or else we're going to have some fucking problems. And then the second time she fucking swung at me, like closed fist swung at me. So what I did there is like, I'm not too proud about it, but I got her head and I kind of just into the wall to kind of deter her. And then I grabbed my keys and I fucking left. And I was at your house for I think like a day or two. And I didn't want to tell you that that's what happened. That's I just told you, like, hey, we're having problems. See, that's not see this thing, too. Don't. Say you feel bad about anything because at the end of the day we're human, so like you learn to protect yourself. Yeah, that's from anybody, and I do mean anybody, any age, any gender. Yeah. It just is what it is. People think we see. This is my thing. I grew up. This is what my nana told me straight up. If you're old enough to hit, you are old enough to get hit back. Yeah. That did not apply to any specific gender. Yeah. That's for any and everybody. So if you put your hands on me, I am not going to feel bad about putting my hands back on you. Yeah. Now, a lot of people should feel fucking grateful for even getting a warning. Like, hey, that's it. Last time. Don't do it no more. Y'all know I've been in a fucked up situation, okay? Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. And my thing is this. I never retaliated back on it. Probably once. I mean, I say never. I did something once about it. All right. But, and I'm not going to say, (laughs) oh, then twice if we're going to speak on that. But um, I'm not going to even say the words. I'm not proud of it. It it fucking happened. That's your fucking karma. It is what the fuck it is, you know? So I am against DV. All right. That can only be labeled that if it's a one-way street, if you ask me. Yeah. Okay, with no probable cause, and you're just doing it because you feel that you need to sit up here and hold this persona that you the shit and you're going to obey me and do what the fuck I tell you to do. Now, that on the other hand, Brett, don't don't let me experience that because uh, one thing I love about Stan and the state of Arizona, you have the right to protect third parties. So do that in front of me, we'll have a problem. But I don't butt in people's business. Yeah. You know, so if, and then especially on top of that too, like a lot of women need to keep in the back of their head. You are not stronger than a man. Sometimes they are. Yeah. But it's like, if you can get away from the situation, get away from it. Because if I walk up to some shit and I see both of y'all touching Hey, that ain't none of my business. Because if you were really in fear, you would probably be trying to protect yourself in a way, not actually trying to fight back. A lot of times in situations like that, the female probably has hit the man first. You know, but if I'm not there for the beginning, I I can't judge that. But I said, it's only certain things I will jump into, but it's that's that's like very, very little, you know, on that list of what I'll jump into. 
you know, but like the thing you were saying, Viking, about how a lot of men will jump on a man because he put his hands on a woman. The only thing I can see to justify those men that's jumping in is if that dude is beating the fuck out of her and he can literally just stop and just walk the fuck away, but he continues to beat this shit out of her, then yeah, he needs to be stopped. And that's actually a good thing for him because if she did hit you and you hit her back, let that be there and walk off. Now I know it's not the easy, I know it's easier said than done because if somebody fucking hit me, I'm about to beat your ass. But in that situation, man and woman, you know, with that much aggression, like, Let's walk away from it. Like, buddy, all right, she hit you. Let's get you away from this. Let's break it up. Let's, get, you know, before you do something you regret. But do I think that they should have jumped him? No, just separate the two parties and let that be that because jumping other people's shit can make your life even worse. Because if she did hit him first and he started whipping her ass and y'all choose to jump in and beat his ass, and a lot of people don't forget faces. So, guess what? You jumped in, beat my ass to protect some female y'all don't know, don't know what she put me through. Now, when I see y'all, y'all not going to remember me. Y'all going to be sitting up here, sitting up here blabbing y'all mouths about how, oh, we helped this girl and beat the shit out this nothing ass motherfucker. He probably going to come back and kill all you motherfuckers. A lot of people don't take that too well of being jumped on. I know I don't. I've never been jumped on. Almost have, but... Um, let's just say don't ever put me in a position like that. Um, I mean, I've had people, you know, multiple people try and threaten me this and the other, but same thing never turns into a fight because nine times out of 10 people are just talk. See, I've been jumped once and it was in Mexico. Yeah, but that was your fault. That wasn't my fault. That <laughs> Look, was, he's, okay. Hold on. This, 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 the, this, this the end here. part was when, it, when you made that smart-ass comment. Okay, that part was, but I was set up after that. Let's just say we all know Duffy's story about him being jumped on, and that's why I said it's his fault. Now, I know I probably shouldn't be laughing about somebody being jumped on, but the way the story was told to me was a little funny, and it, it kind of is your fault. Okay. <laughs> Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I've told both of you guys the stories. I've known I've told you a couple of times. The initial part of the story where they rolled up on me and they jumped me, that was not my no, fault. No, the first part wasn't no, your no. fault, but you should have left it. I was talking shit. That was my... I will accept that that was my fault. But you know what, though? I like that you just let it be known you ain't no bitch. Like, hey, y'all jump me. You motherfuckers ain't fight me one-on-one. I'm going to still talk shit. But then they came back. But okay, see, <laughs> they came back, but only one of them. I got kicked in the mouth. Just fucking spoiler of the story. I got kicked in the mouth fairly fucking hard. Uh, I was on the ground and they just fucking straight up kicked me in the mouth. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> that was my fault. But see, at the moment, I have a coping mechanism where I have to make a joke about something serious. So I was like, in my mind, I got my ass beat. I ain't getting no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day what I did get was a fantastic fucking story though hey you know that's all, as long as you got something good from it that's all that matters man oh yeah it and wasn't even a fight dog hand job. <laughs> it wasn't even a fight there's no fucking there's no punchline to this story they just beat the shit out of me till they got tired yeah see man and that's kind of like fuck I'll be feeling like a hypocrite sometimes man because I'm against people being jumped on but if you jump on one of my people and we find one of y'all, we're going to beat the fuck out you. We're going to beat the fuck out you because you're going to feel what what my people felt. We're going to reciprocate that. Sorry for all the random sounds. There's a, a bunch of kids outside probably no. <laughs> disobeying their mother. Okay, yeah, I actually quick. stayed by the, uh, the little... Playground, y'all. Okay, but real quick, did you say a little kid ate shit when you were walking out? Yeah, yeah, he was right. Yeah, he was right next to me. Well, I was trying to was walk like, slow. Oh, damn. <laughs> he was trying to get here and get past, and I like started walking slow so he can because it was a hump right there. Yeah, I didn't want him to bust his shit again. But man, these kids out here is so fucking crazy, man. Like what it looked like from my point of view is like, do you know, like in the action movie when the hero's walking away and there's an explosion, like <laughs> it was the equivalent of that because I was not expecting that shit. Hey, you know what's crazy though? Speaking to kids, right? And everything we've been talking about. I'm not sure if y'all seen it or if the audience seen it. It's called Thug Life, right? 
the hate you give. Um, fuck. It's called Thug Life. The hate you give. Something about fuck up. Uh, pretty much, it has something to do with lives kids. in Fox's ecosystem. No, fuck all CJ. So no, it's um, it's I can't fuck. I feel wrong. Like my fuck? card should be tipping right. away from not you, remembering what the hell this means. Do you but need to check with the doctor. No, so no, the hate you give. Yeah. So thug life stands for the hate you give little infants. Fuck us. Fuck everyone. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I be I be missing up words, y'all. Don't judge fuck me. us. I've also us like on last episode, I had me a little drink. I'm having me a little drink right now too to just relax myself. Same finish that like week. It's the fucking weekend. I've been <laughs> drinking since earlier. Never mind. Exactly. So. <laughs> but to say that is like I was saying, like these kids that's out here uh, at the playground next to my apartment is it's fucking wild. So like that meaning of thug life, which also relates to what we're talking about with the younger black kids and all things like that. So. When they see these things, it's like they look up to certain people, right? So me growing up on the south side of Chicago on the low end, you know, seeing gang members, it wasn't nothing terrifying. It wasn't nothing to run from. We looked up to them because they actually were perfect role models, you know, that they do shit that, you know, you probably shouldn't do when you get older. But, hey, it's the way of life, you know, but they also protected us. And also, they always install in us, hey, take your ass to school, get an education, and get the fuck out the hood and get back to your community. So Back then, they did that. Now, right. everyone just gives no shits. Right. But so the people that don't give no fucks, right? Like, there's still, it's like, it's still a repeating cycle. But it's a fucked up more cycle now because, like I said, like, back then, whether I was looking up to my parents, to my older siblings, or to my other family members, the, the the homies on the block, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was always something positive given to us. You know what I'm saying? As of now, you know, so like I said, we I looked at, at all these people as role models, no matter what they did with their life. So you got all these fucking badass kids that got these young-ass parents. Not all young parents is ignorant, but you got some that sit up here and see where... I know motherfuckers to this day that because one man, every man wants to have a junior. Every man wants to have a fucking son and name him after him or just have him up under his fucking wing. Except me. Yeah, not me either. I have a fucked up first name. <laughs> but that, it's like, that name dies with me. <laughs> but it's like, you know, and I, I know somebody that, that honored that shit so much that he wanted his son to be so much like him that he's sitting up here giving his son beers and shit at the age of seven right so it's like that shit that we give to them they grow up in that lifestyle like they never got a choice you know it's what I'm all saying? how you're raised yeah so it's like that thug life you know what i mean so like the hate you give you know is whatever you give out to these young kids to your kids this is going to determine who they're going to be when they grow up now you got some where they could have grew up in an abusive household. Uh, their mother could have been a crack whore. Or, you know, their dad could have been a fucking crackhead. Whatever the fuck it is, you got some that live with that, go to school, see the positive of growing up, being older, and having a, a great future where what they see in their household won't affect who they'll be when they get older. But you got some that actually love seeing the shit they see. Like, uh, my lifestyle growing up, fighting is my thing. I love to fucking fight. My dad will tell you to this day. All right. Let's go. What's up? <laughs> I almost caused my dad to lose his job, his apartment, everything. My dad left Chicago for a fresh start. And so that way he can raise his kids in a better upcoming. Well, me, on the other hand, when he moved us to Cali, I fucking terrorized anybody that came in my path if, if I just felt like you deserved it. Did I come up with the upbringing? No. But as I got older and saw how that affects me in my near future, I corrected it on my own. 
but also was still looking back on the good role models that I had in my life. So you have some people that fall off track, even if that's not what they were shown as a kid, but you have some that see that shit and fall in love with it because if you sit up here and see, see, I had the opportunity to see the, uh, I don't like calling game it was because whatever you get people that you know was living a different, if people want to put it as a corrupted lifestyle yeah. that live a luxurious life, a good life, a positive life. You never see them sitting up here shooting motherfuckers, jumping people. And then yet you got your family members that's working an honest job and got the same outcome, right? So I have nothing bad to look up to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And of course, somebody be like, oh, well, Fucking they got it you, this <laughs> They're like, oh, they got it this way. Not to say that I didn't see no fucked up shit, because I seen some fucked up shit, but it just, the, the shit that I seen that was fucked up, it just will not affect me to this day, like if I see it now. Like, I grew up seeing, I grew up seeing people getting killed. I grew up seeing dead bodies, so it doesn't affect me in that way. But you got people that have these role models that, Maybe having all this money and all this and that, but they're causing so much violence that these little kids only see that and they, not to say fall in love with it, but they think that's the only way of life. So when it's shown to them like that, they reciprocate it back into the community where they think this is the only way to make it. So that's why you got these young kids with guns up here robbing shit. And back to what Duffy said, you said, do you think it's a reason behind why they do it? Yeah. Sometimes... It is. Sometimes it isn't. You have some people that think that black, a lot of black people think that every race is against them. And sometimes it's like that because believe it or not, and it's fucked up because it should never be like this, but blacks and Hispanics are targeted more than any other race. Yeah. Like, uh, especially like they're judged just off the appearance. So, it's like when you have that mindset in the back of your head that somebody's probably judging you because of who you are or your color of your skin, that when you do shit like that and rob them, yes, it's a, it's a race war. That's yeah. what it is. Back, so You're starting some other shit because at that point it's like you grew up with a mentality like, hey, this is our people. We watch after our own people. So if exactly. somebody does something to somebody else, you're going to be like, all right, well, fuck them. They ain't Mexican. They ain't black. Just fucking get them. Back yeah. in high school, I got fucking talk shit to all the time when I'd be walking around. I remember walking through Walmart, you know, I had my band shirt on, my trip pants, chains, all that, you know, long hair down to my chest and I'm walking around and I hear a Mexican mom tell her son that wasn't behaving, pointed at me and at this time, you know, I hadn't attempted learning Chinese or any other language, so my Spanish and understanding was a lot better. But I'm walking by and she goes, oh, you see that man? If you don't behave, that's what you're going to end up to be. And that would happen all the fucking time. Damn. That's I was used up. as examples, but. But then they're not even knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? Just because you but, dress a certain way don't mean like, oh, like, okay, what the, uh, so thinking it, like until like, I grew up in an all black community, which means all black schools. Don't get me wrong, we had like white teachers, Hispanic teachers, and stuff like that, but nobody really pays attention to the teachers like that. It's everything else, you know, every student is black, you know. So when we see another ethnicity, it's like, hmm, I don't think I'm gonna fuck with you because we ain't got shit in common, we can't relate. You probably don't even like my black ass, you know what I'm saying? So, and then also it comes on experience, like. Me growing up in an all-black neighborhood, going to all-black school, having nothing but black friends. When I was going to Northside uh, to my grandmother's house, uh, some mornings I would get up real early and go for a walk. Because you couldn't really do that back home. On the south side, I didn't know. Like, it, it wasn't as violent as it is now, I think, in Chicago. But I could have still walked around, but you know, telling what could have probably happened, you know. Yeah. Crackhead could have tried to rob me or something, or I could have got jumped on. So when I went on the north side, I took advantage of that. And I kid you not, I'm fucking walking my normal walk I do when I go over there to her house. And I see this little white girl on her bike. I pay no mind to it. And I'm just walking. And she turns her bike around. And now she's uh, riding her bike in the same direction that I'm walking. 
and I see this white man sitting on the stairs, which I can tell I'm pretty sure that's her father. I get closer and like the speed that I'm walking, which I'm not walking fast, this little girl's probably like four or five years old, so she's not going that fast on her bike either. She got training wheels. And as I get closer, she's her dad's right there. We're not too far apart. And I hear her tell her dad, like, oh, there's a nigger. What and the fuck? I look, I was like, I said, excuse me. And he fucking grabs his daughter, put her behind him, and he's like, you know, let's get her going to the house. And I said, hey, man, I said, let me tell you something. I said, the fact that she's that young, I said, she learned that shit from somewhere. And I said, if you don't correct this, she's going to go into a school with a motherfucker like me that's going to beat the fuck out of her, and it's all going to be your fault. And I left it alone and just and just walked off, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when you experience shit like that at a young age, right? Yeah. That was my first encounter with white people. So now, in, 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 that was my first encounter. So when I was uh, got out of high school, I'm going to orientation for a college I was going to downtown in Chicago, and I couldn't fucking find it. And I just go to the first person I see, not thinking of color or anything, happened to be a white man. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I kid you not, I am nowhere near dressed as a fucking bum. Y'all know I, I dress up. You know what I'm saying? And I see this man. I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, I have no change. And I said, excuse me. I said, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? He said, excuse me. I said, bitch, I'm not no bum. I said, I'm trying to go to my college orientation. I said, you think I'm going to ask you for some change? And I'm pretty sure because I'm black. And you had a lot of black people, black kids that go downtown Chicago to beat on the buckets and shit like that. Or pass out these flyers and get money. And, you know, nine times out of ten, they wanted to know, like, the flyers would say something about their softball game. They're not on a fucking softball team, but white people fell for that shit and gave them money. And then you got some white people that knew it was a fucking, you know, uh, uh, scam. So now if a black person try to communicate with you and, and you don't even stop to see what the fuck the question is, you automatically judging me because I'm black. So from encountering things like that, you got people that's going to automatically judge white people. You're racist. You're very judgmental. I don't want to fuck with you. So when you have situations like that at a young age, you really don't have respect for another race that's already disrespected you yeah. for no reason that yeah. you can think of. Well, that and like I said, a lot a lot of it goes, you know, as you said, stuff that you grew up around. Like an example, my daughter. I want to beat the fuck out of the parents of some kid at school, and I'm still trying to set up the meeting, which I need to call and tell them if you don't. I will find a way to get their address and I will show up at their house without you. Only it will not be as friendly because she's sitting there. And my mom had got her. It was like a beanie, but then it had long like ears. It was like a bunny beanie had long ears that went into like mitts for your hands. This kid just took it from her, ripped it in half for no fucking reason. And it's like they won't set up the meeting with the parents. So I'm going to tell them either you do it. Or I handle it. But your asses will go down, and so will the fucking parents. You should tell them, like, well, if you guys aren't going to actually do anything about it, when my daughter goes and fucking beats the shit out of this kid, I don't want to get a call from you saying that, oh, this is what happened. You had every opportunity to stop that from happening. See, and that's that's something we can actually um, uh, talk about on the next episode as well. Because um, nobody actually has the right to tell a parent how far they shouldn't go to defend their child. First off, I brought them into this world. So that is my number one obligation to make sure that they're safe. And that they're, the number one death with a lot of kids as far as suicide is because of being bullied. So if you're not going to take it that serious because you think it's something that'll stop eventually, you got some kids that can't take it that long. You know what I'm saying? So I pose to just sit up here and let y'all handle it and wait for it to get more serious for y'all to actually do something about it. No, I'm the one who got to deal with it. My child come home, cries to me, and I have to sit up here and keep telling her it'll be okay, it'll be okay. No, I'm going to fucking handle it. I'm actually going to fucking handle it. And when I do, that's something that every parent feel, fuck feel they know is worth dying for and going to prison for. It does not fucking matter. Because I have no kids, but I have nieces and nephews. 
and you best fucking believe, especially because all of my nieces and nephews have other siblings and they have a parent before I let one of my siblings go to jail, you know what I'm saying? And they got other kids they got to raise. I'll handle that. What you're not going to do is sit up here and make my niece or my nephew feel unloved or feel like they don't want to live in this world because it's so fucking cruel. Talk to the school. Now y'all want to sit up here and try to put it on a time frame where you think we can just like wait and wait it out and hope that it's going to stop. No, when I brought this shit to you, you should have took it as serious as if it was your kid. Because guess what? When you take your kid to school, the moment your kid lets your hand go and they go on school premises, that is now the school's child. They have every obligation at that point now to make sure that kid leaves that school premises the same way that you left them on. Well, I'm I'm to the point where I'm about ready to... I let the wife handle it because I know if I go in, I'm going to tell him either fix his shit or I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck the principal up and this school is going to get shut the fuck down. And you know what? I'll stand behind you 100%, 1,000%. I don't, if it's one thing I don't like, I don't like bullies. Oh, me either. I, I fucking hate bullies. And that goes to every age mm-hmm. <laughs> range. Like, I'm telling you, I, I've stumped. And I say this proudly. I don't give a fuck what anybody think about me. I had a little boy call me a bitch and do something and tried to run off. And I chased after him, tripped him, and beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> Stood there oh, yeah. and told him to go get his mama, his sister, his grandma, his auntie. Go get whoever the fuck you want. Make sure, because I'm not going to explain this. Make sure you tell them why I did what I did. So when they walk over here aggressively and they get fucked up too. Or kill. They know why. There was a, in high school, that's my group of people that I used to hang out with, took in all the people that were considered the outcast or the loner or the people that were being bullied, and we'd beat the fuck out of the bullies. I remember one person tried bullying my cousin who was actually missing half of her brain and uh, we ended up beating the shit out of the guy so much that he actually shit and pissed himself from the force of the kicks. Yeah. And I've told the kids too, my own kids, if you fucking bully anybody, I will become your bully. And my oldest son thought it would be a good idea to try it. Well, he got his shit taken care of at school. Someone grabbed him by the hair that he was trying to pick on, or I don't think he considered it being a bully, but he was, and I explained that to him. Someone grabbed his fucking ponytail, yanked his ass down to the ground. I told him, you know what? I can't even be mad because it was your fucking fault. You got what you deserved. I'm Do that shit again and I will whoop you. I was there at your house when that one happened. I'm like, I laughed a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. oh damn. It's shit, man. When you got these parents that don't sit up here and that's the thing, too. That's that thug life shit as well because you're sitting up here and justifying your fucked up kid's behavior. What's going to happen is you can't protect them every step of the way. And they're going to encounter the wrong fucking family that has negative, motherfuckers say zero tolerance, I'm talking about negative tolerance, negative 100 tolerance for shit like that towards it. That's why I come off like I am not meant to have kids. Because if I find out a motherfucker even tripped my kid or even called my kid out their name, guess what? The school, the school, I'm not calling the school. Because I'm going to also let it be known, my kid is going to speak up. My kid is going to tell the teacher. The teacher better talk to the principal. And if I don't give a phone call, if my kid come home and tell me before the school called me and it happened during school hours, y'all done fucked up now. And yes, best believe, before I even came up there, I already looked for the next school to put my, my kid in. And my kid got a backup guardian. But uh, the moment y'all think anything gonna fucking slide with my motherfucking kid, but I will be up there dragging that little motherfucker. I don't care if it's kindergarten. <laughs> don't fuck with mines because this my kid ain't the first one that they tracked that when I'm pretty sure. You got people that got kids at home that curse and do all this shit, beat up their siblings, and they think it's funny. Oh, I'm gonna let them handle that. No, correct that shit because when they leave their house and you're not with them, and then you want to sit up here and cry when something 
tragic happened. Oh, well, why? You know, but it's, you know, I'm going to leave that for another episode because I can get so deep into that. But Well, um, I mean, we can always do that next episode. Yeah. Next episode, um, we will be talking about um, bullying and uh, how far parents should go to protect their child. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Then yeah. uh, I'll leave, as always, you guys with a question of uh, what do you think of bullying and what would you do if you found out that your kid was being a bully? Or being bullied. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we appreciate y'all listening to this uh, episode. And we want to thank our special guest, Duffy, for joining <laughs> in and giving us, uh, you know, his one and twos on how he feel about uh, a lot of the things that we discussed today. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. It's E. Viking. Thank you.